0: My name is Umberto Mucci, and this is with Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Friday, April 16, 2021. Italy has administered 14,260,000 shots of vaccine. 4,234,000 Italians are fully vaccinated, 7% of the population. The regions who fully vaccinated the highest percentage of the population are Molise, Piedmont, Emilia Romagna, Liguria, and Friuli, Venezia, Giulia. Those who instead vaccinated the lowest percentage of the population are Campania, Sardinia, Apulia, Calabria and Umbria. Italy is, uh, as you can see by now, it is clear that unfortunately, once again, in Italy there is a big difference between the effectiveness of the health system in the north and the one in the south. The numbers of contagion in Italy are complicated to interpret and this too is due to the opposite trends between northern and southern Italy. There is a somewhat more evident degrees in the north and an upward trend in the south in several regions. Hospital numbers follow the same lines, they improve in the north where discharges continue to increase, while there are still increases in occupancy in the south, especially in intensive care units. The balance of the country in this case is good, the overall numbers drop significantly, but not uniformly. The good news is that, after negotiations with the European Union, Pfizer has committed to bring forward to April the delivery of 50 million vials, of which almost seven will arrive in Italy, which should have been delivered in the fourth quarter of 2021. Meanwhile, the Italian government has confirmed that the age criteria will be strictly followed, coming down from the over-80s until age 60. Then, perhaps as early as the second half of May, when even the last age group considered that serious risk will have received the first dose, Each region will be able to decide to vaccinate even by categories, favoring the sectors that it considers most exposed or strategically priority for the economic recovery of the territories looking for the summer. In the age group between 30 and 59 years, 25 million people, 39% of the vaccinable population of the country, Regions will proceed differently from what has been done so far, but the goal is to vaccinate them all by the end of the summer and reach the 80% of the population vaccinated before the end of October. According to the last forecast approved by the Italian government, the GDP growth will be 4.5% in 2021, a lower target than the 6% set too optimistically by the previous government in the fall. The forecasts of the new government say that the GDP should see a 4.5% 8% plus 4.8% in 2022 when it will touch the pre-crisis levels of 2019. That level will be surpassed in 2023 with estimated growth of plus 2.6% coming in at plus 1.8% in 2024. Unfortunately, as is obvious and has been the case all over the world, the measures planned to survive the COVID economically will raise Italian debt to gigantic levels the ratio of debt to GDP will jump to almost 160% this year. It has never been so high since the first post-war period, after World War I, even slightly higher than 100 years ago. At that time, we paid the cost of the Great War of huge military expenditures to fight with modern means. These are very worrying numbers. It is useless to deny it. The latest report of the European Food and Safety Authority shows that in Italy 62.6% of food products are pesticide-free, against the European average of 53%. Randomly collected samples from 12 different food products were analyzed, apples, cabbage, lettuce, peaches, spinach, strawberries, tomatoes, oat grains, barley grains, wine, cow's milk and pork fat. This success confirms that of last year, which had given more or less the same results. Italy is first in Europe for quality and safety of agricultural and livestock products. And all Italian products are the best and most diverse, they are also the safest. Yesterday, the Italian parliament finally voted to elect who will have to chair the extraordinary parliamentary commission for the contrast of the phenomena of intolerance, racism, anti-Semitism, and incitement to hatred and violence, which had been established in October 2019, but then had remained stationary for everything that happened afterwards. Unfortunately, lately in Italy there have been several cases where these horrors have occurred. We hope that this commission can help stop these disasters of our time, at least in Italy. Life Senator Liliana Segre, a wonderful person, Holocaust survivor, and life senator appointed by the President of the Republic Sergio Mattarella at the beginning of 2018, was elected President of the Commission. In Italy, under Article 59 of the Constitution, life membership in the Senate of the Republic is provided for two categories of people. The first is that of the former Presidents of the Republic, once the seven years in which they have been in charge, have ended. The second one, and this is the case of Liliana Segre, is that of Italian citizens who have brought prestige to Italy for high merits in the social, scientific, artistic or literary fields appointed by the President of the Republic. These life senators cannot be more than five at the same time. There are three news that once again describe the excellence of Italian research and I'm very happy to end this video with these news. The first is that researchers at Tor University in Rome have discovered the the protein that aggravates COVID infection. This discovery paves the way for further studies on the role of the protein as a potential therapeutic therapeutic target. For the severe form of the disease in COVID-19 patients, currently few therapeutic options are available to control the altered response to the infection and mostly ineffective in reducing mortality rates. The second is that researchers at Rome's Bambino Gesù Children's Hospital, working with other European and US research centers, have discovered that the missing piece of the jigsaw explaining how tumor cells proliferate. The study, very important, paves the way for new treatments of many tumors in adults and children, inhibiting the defense systems of the diseased cells until they They, self-destruct. The third news, once again from Rome, Is that for the first time in the world a post COVID patient has received a total transplant of the trachea at Rome's Sant'Andrea Hospital? The operation was on a 50 year old man whose trachea had been destroyed by cancer and years of treatment. It was a complete success, said the thoracic surgeon Cecilia Menna, who led the operation. The patient was able to speak, breathe, and swallow on his own immediately afterwards. The trachea was replaced by a piece of the aorta kept open by a silicon cylinder. This fantastic and difficult country, these people who are wonderful, so wonderful and so self-defeating at the same time, never stop giving innovation and excellence to the world, to the whole world. It gives me pleasure to tell about the good things that happen here in Italy, even if unfortunately there are also many not so good things. It's all for now. It's all for today. My name is Umberto Mucci. This was with Italian News. Please stay safe and stay healthy. Have a wonderful weekend if possible. I'll see you next Monday. Ciao from Rome.